0: hello internet i'm back it's the Ruben report direct message and uh (laughs) we don't have a shortage of things to talk about today all right i'm going with three stories today uh our crack team of people we went through everything we said what is the most important what is the most relevant what is Gonna not make people's head explode, but they need to know about, and that's what we chose. So the three stories that we're going to be covering today, you probably heard. Obviously, that uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Friday evening, um, and you know the way politics are these days, we don't even wait, you know, a minute. We don't even wait thirty seconds. We don't. We don't wait ten seconds uh, to start the political fighting, of course. Uh, and now it appears that Trump is going to nominate someone to be the next Supreme Court judge. Otherwise we'd have a court with uh, four conservatives basically and four liberals going into an election year that very much seems like it could be contested and we can have all sorts of problems because of that. Uh, but what I'm gonna focus on is a little bit of sort of the real politic about this, of sort of why Trump has to do it and the Republicans have to, confirm, uh, but also just sort of the reaction, the media reaction, the blue check Twitter reaction, and this feeling like that if you don't get what you want, that you have authority to burn it all down, uh, which has been a sentiment coming out of the left for a long time. Let's not forget that even in the primaries, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Uh, who was like as vanilla and boring as anything you can possibly imagine, even turned to Bernie in the last debate that he was in and said, you wanna burn it all down, I don't. Well, I think that burn it all down sentiment that the leftists and the socialists and the Marxists and the progressives have been just pushing throughout society, well, then when something like this happens, uh, it just gives them more excuse to, to pour fuel on the flame. But what I will really, really try to do is try to do this sort of from an apolitical position and just look at the reality of the situation and what every side sort of has to do. Uh, the two other stories that I wanna talk about, well, one of them, we're gonna show you a compilation of videos from the last couple days uh, from San Diego, from DC, uh, and I forget where the other one is, we'll check in just a sec, but um, the the Black Lives Matter protesters that are deciding well this sort of fits the the burn it all down thing uh, that they can harass people on the street they can harass people at restaurants they can harass people at gay bars that they have decided that whatever their cause is that their cause is so righteous that everyone else must bow to them I'm sure you guys have seen these clips go around but the thing is and the reason I wanted to do this is not just to is not to outrage you with the awful things that these people are doing and that they are making sure that other people can't live their lives. You know, Especially in a time of pandemic when uh, people are getting out less and less, if you, if you can't get out or if you go out and then you're basically assaulted by people who make you repeat phrases after them. I did that video last week where they had people repeating phrases um, or they won't let your car pass or they won't let you eat Um, Well, then it's just more of our social fabric disintegrating, disintegrating, so we're gonna touch that. And then uh, finally, I'm guessing you might've seen this clip yesterday, but there is something very weird going on with the Democrats. It's not just Joe Biden that can't seem to figure out where he is, and there was another clip yesterday where he was being interviewed by somebody, I think on ABC, and at one point, you can see that his teleprompter goes out. So he's not actually facing the interviewer. And I I, I think the interviewer actually, and, and I believe this is ABC, they should have to answer, well, was Joe Biden talking to the interviewer? Was he looking at the interviewer and giving answers? Or was he getting a question from an interviewer and then looking away at a teleprompter? Because at some point the teleprompter stops and Biden clearly doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. That's not even the story we're covering because those type of glitches with with Biden or happening every two seconds. But Nancy Pelosi was on George Stephanopoulos' show on Sunday morning. And I don't know what happened. Her she had a short circuit. She had a full-on like robotic short circuit and reset the interview in the middle. So we're going to show you that clip. And and again I'm doing that not I'm doing that not because it's just like a like a viral moment as much as like what is going on with the people that govern us? What is happening to these people? And why are there so many old people breaking down in front of our eyes? Perhaps there's a new world and we need some younger blood involved. And and I don't mean to make this about making fun of old people either. I like old people, okay? As you guys know, my favorite sitcom of all time is The Golden Girls. I have nothing but respect for people in their golden years, but but perhaps these people should not be governing us. Okay, so let's go to the first story. So uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Passing away at 85 from pancreatic cancer on uh, Friday evening. Now, as I said, I'm going to try to do this in a in a non-partisan way. So first off, uh, it's been known that she's been ill for quite some time. She had beat cancer a few times and everything else. So. You know, the the quote that's being thrown around now is that her last dying wish was that she wanted um, another president to replace her, or or at least get to the next election. That seems to be the, the quote that, you know, they're saying these were her last words. It sounds like a little Hollywood dramatic, but I do believe that she probably had the sentiment that if she was gonna pass away, that she didn't want Trump to replace her. But realistically, if Trump was going to win re-election, she there was virtually no chance with pancreatic cancer at 85 that she was going to make it another four years past Trump. So let me just get one thing out of the way with that. I think that in retrospect, perhaps the people around her, um, maybe a year ago, should have been saying, you know, we don't want, you know, the worst to happen right before the election. In light of everything else that's going on here in the country. And perhaps you should consider stepping down now where you might be able to influence Trump or influence the Republicans to sort of guide them to pick someone that might be a little more in line, excuse me, might be a little more in line with, with your way of thinking or your, your judicial ideology, that sort of thing. I think that perhaps would have been a good idea because the longer they let this go with her and and it was known that she was sick, and I'm not blaming, I'm not certainly not blaming her, and I'm not even blaming anyone around her. Again, I'm just trying to talk about this from like the realist perspective. The longer they let this go, they knew that this moment could happen. And I actually wonder what was going on behind the scenes because let's not forget, I think the first day that we did this direct message show two weeks ago, the, the first story that I covered was that Trump released his list of 20 nominees for the Supreme Court. That was sort of uh, getting ahead of it, right? Like that was a hint, like something could potentially happen here. So maybe there were more whispers that we know about. That's the type of thing that in DC will leak and we'll we'll find out more. So that's just one sort of realist position on this that perhaps her her and her team should have tried to deal with this a little bit earlier because now, now we're in a really tough spot because here's the situation. Trump basically has to use the power that he has as president to to nominate. Any president would do it. Any president would be in their right to do it. By the way, there's a clip floating around of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, being interviewed a couple years ago, talking about how we vote a president in for four years. So he has to do his job for the duration of the four years. He doesn't just do his job for a third year on the chance that he might not be serving the fifth year. So her ideology would have led to Trump nominating somebody. That That's just, again, that's realist. That's a fact, that's not partisan. Okay, so that's, that's one thing. Uh, on the other side of this, of course, is that now what can happen is that you may remember in 2013, the Democrats who had a majority blew up the filibuster. This was Harry Reid's nuclear option, that to, to get your justices passed, you wouldn't need that supermajority anymore, you would need a simple majority of 51 senators. Now you can find the video, I don't recommend you searching Young Turks videos for me, but you can find videos of me as a lefty and as a Democrat back in 2013, on the Young Turks, saying, this is a mistake. You cannot think that this will not bite you guys in the butt, and that is exactly what's happening. And by the way, when Harry Reid blew up the supermajority, he used the nuclear option. That's what they called it. You can also Google all this stuff, so that they could just get a, a justice in with 51 votes, a simple majority. Plus, right now, the tiebreaker, of course, is the vice president, Mike Pence, and he happens to be... A Republican, a conservative, so you can even do it le- with less than 51, because he he becomes the tiebreaker. Um, I was warning about this because once you once you change the rules, well, you better hope that you hold on to power forever. And obviously, the Democrats haven't held on to power forever. And obviously, the Republicans aren't going to hold on to power forever. Um, So you really gotta be careful what you wish for. And as a lefty and as a Democrat, I was warning them about it literally seven years ago. So now that's what Harry Reid decided to do. The Democrats decided to do it. You can find all the Democrat leadership saying it was the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And what they have left themselves with right now is a situation where Trump will nominate, right? It might come as early as today. He is going to nominate. And in effect, the Republicans have the votes because even Mitt Romney now is saying that he's willing Uh, to take a vote on a nominee. That just happened in the last uh, couple hours. And he was sort of on the fence. There are two other Republicans that are sort of on the fence on this. But in essence, the Republicans basically will have the numbers. And it's unfortunate that all these votes come down to the, the purely partisan lines on this, right? Democrats do this, Republicans do this. But the simple truth is that if you flipped it the other way, both sides would do it. So both people saying, oh, they're hypocrites because this is what they said a long time ago and they're hypocrites because this is what they said a long time ago. That's all irrelevant. That's just all playing politics. But, but politics is the game of power. It's Game of Thrones, right? What do I always say about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, it's a, it was a constant quest for power. Everyone ends up dead and then there's a couple people at a table at the end and everyone they know is dead. It's not a fun game, right? And that's why what you can see right now is that there's a certain set of people who are using this to basically say, burn down the system and they're, they're showing you so, they're really showing you how sort of endlessly angry and, and um, disturbed they are. So we're gonna just throw up a couple tweets right now. These are just a random selection of, of blue check people on Twitter. So these are verified people on Twitter, which means they are of some influence. We just We just grabbed a couple. Uh, but there was a real sentiment, and there has been a real sentiment over the last couple of days on Twitter, that from lefties and Democrats, that we should just burn it all down. That if if Trump dare does what the Constitution guarantees him the right to do. And if this, and if the Senate does what they're supposed to do, that they'll just burn it down. And, and there's a real short-sightedness. Uh, you may have seen one of the tweets there was from uh, Reza Aslan, who, uh, that guy's a real piece of work. He was the one that, uh, well, first off, he was the one that was one of the prime people calling Sam Harris a racist for years and years, which was one of the things that actually caused my political awakening, because Sam was just sort of a moderate, decent liberal, and, and then here's him being called a racist by this buffoon. Reza Aslan was also the guy, now he's calling to burn it all down, which sort of sounds like violence. He's also the guy that said that Nick Sandman had, uh, what was it, the, the most punchable face or something like that. I don't even think he deleted the tweet, or maybe he did after the lawsuits. Anyway, there there was a whole slew of those kind of tweets, right? And But it wasn't just sort of random celebrities and, and blue check Twitterati, it was really coming from mainstream Democrats. I mean, another sentiment that was coming from Democrats and and Kamala Harris tweeted about this and AOC did a little video talking about this is that Trump is ignoring the dying wishes of this woman. Well, let's just say her dying wishes were that she wanted to be replaced by a different president. First off, it's not her seat, right? it's 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 the people's seat. we We own that seat. she was she was in that seat, and and that's great. and and uh, and by the way, I was actually pretty enthused to see that there were no people of of worth of any note that I saw that were dancing on her grave or happy that she died or saying anything really awful about her. That's not to say there was no tweets about that, but like any blue check people, anyone of any influence, I saw a lot of people saying I disagreed with her. Judicial decisions, particularly her her stance on abortion, um, but you know she was a good person and a patriot and blah blah blah. Like there was very little of the other thing, and and yet we know whenever a conservative dies, it's ah oh, they're dancing in hell with Hitler and and the whole thing, and we get that from mainstream people, and that is part of the asymmetry that I've been talking about now for a couple of years about what happens with people on the left versus people on the right. But anyway, a- AOC and Kamala Harris and a bunch of other people, I think Chuck Schumer chimed in on this this idea that it was her wish and and AOC basically was saying, Donald Trump doesn't care about the dying wishes of people. And it's like, the, the hypocrisy is so off the charts. It's like, if it was a conservative judge who died and her jo- dying wish was to not be replaced by a democratic president, it's like, do you think AOC would be for that? It's like, you guys are all playing this, this really silly, awful, disingenuous game. And I think people can see it. So when I, when I talk about this through a non-political lens, what I'm saying is, if, if you're in politics, and you've got the power to do something, well then most likely you're gonna do it. Harry Reid did it and he's paying the consequences. Donald Trump in this case, people didn't vote Donald Trump in to not nominate somebody if he has the power to do it. So he has to do it, his own base would turn on him. But also, and this I think is is the part that people are speaking about the least and this might be the most important part of the whole thing. Uh, We're already being set up so that it's like no one's gonna accept the results of election night, right? We're gonna get in this endless, we're gonna be either be tied in the electoral college or they'll say there was fraudulent voting or whatever it might be, right? We're being set up by the media for this and by politicians for this. Well, now let's pretend for a second that the craziest situation happens. We end up either with a, you know, go back to, Bush and Gore situation with hanging chads and everything else. We end up with some contested election or even an electoral college tie, as unlikely as that is. We end up in one of those situations and then it gets all the way to the Supreme Court. Now pretend for a moment that Trump does not nominate anyone. And we end up with basically four liberals and four conservatives on the court. And then we get a Supreme Court decision about the election that gets left in a 4-4 tie. We would then be basically in a constitutional crisis that, that would be almost unimaginable, that I don't think the founders could have foreseen or even would have dealt with. And then everything would be off the table. The Burn It Down people would be so enthused that we would be in such a um, such a stalemate that God only knows what they would do. So for no other reason, even if you don't like Trump and you don't like conservative judges and all of those things, if you want, if you basically believe that the system itself is good, which I do think most people believe, except really for the crazy lefties, I think most people believe the system is good and most people understand you're not always gonna get what you want. But, but the last thing that, that anyone that's in America, if you think this thing is decent should want is somehow some kind of contested election that gets to a court that then is hung up. Because then we are we have two branches of government that basically can't function. And it's not like that third branch of government, uh, it's not like the, the Senate and the Congress are doing such a great job over there of functioning. So anyway, we've got a whole bunch of things going on. I, I would say more than anything else, uh, put the burn it all down people aside And put sort of, you know, there's also this like never Trump side of this, which is I saw that uh, David French and Jonah Goldberg wrote a piece that the Republicans should promise to delay the nomination. Trump should delay the nomination so that in exchange, the Democrats will uh, promise not to pack the court if they get power, promise not to expand the court. And it's like these ideas, they're just like. Man, you guys don't understand what politics is. You don't, first off, no promise means anything. Like these are just childhood, childish sort of intellectual think piece games, but that people, I guess, take somewhat seriously. But these are silly ideas. So look, I, I hope that if the if the shoe was on the other foot, if all of this was reversed by party, I would be saying the exact same thing. I hope that is the case. I think it is the case. But the simple reality, like the brass tax on this is, Trump's got the power to do it, he's gonna do it, he's gotta do it, and the Senate has to vote. And and let's just not forget how insane this was with Brett Kavanaugh, that the guy basically was a gang rapist. And it's like, he's been a pretty decent judge now for two years, and, and we just move on past all that. So anyway, I, 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 it's not gonna calm down. We didn't need more fuel to the fire, it ain't gonna calm down anytime soon. But. Uh, Hopefully that gives you a little bit of framework to talk about this stuff with with your friends and family uh, without going totally crazy. Uh, But speaking of totally crazy, uh, we're gonna show you now a compilation of three videos from the last couple days that involve Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters. And as I said in the intro, one of the things that's happening right now is we're watching the disintegration of all of our public spaces that we've just decided for some reason Uh, mostly in Democratic run cities, we've decided to let a group of thugs, and I would argue in effect domestic terrorists, to just do whatever they want, whenever they want. So we're gonna show you three videos. Uh, One is at a restaurant in San Diego, they're harassing people. Another one is stopping traffic and demanding people say what you want them to say. Uh, And uh, the third one is a really interesting one at a DC gay bar, then I'll kind of catch you up on, on my thoughts. Let's us Say Black Lives Matter. You put the fist up, but you gotta say Black Lives Matter. Yeah, say it Black does. Lives Matter, homie. Say fucking Black Lives Matter right now. Black Lives Matter. Say Black
1: Lives Matter, bro. No, you didn't? It I
0: didn't hear shit, bro. bro. Okay, so say, you. Proud. Hold on. let him talk, let him talk, let him talk. Thank Real. you. Alright, thank you. Okay. I'm I'm not lost. Lost. Because of this, because, because of, of what? this, do you feel threatened? No. Okay, so because so, so why do you care? I feel embarrassed. So then keep fucking moving, bitch. Then keep, then be embarrassed, get in the fucking short hand, along. and a block woman. Hold like, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Move along. Move along. Move along. Move Move on. You. You you. You. Move along. Move along. You're just. You're just. So keep the fight moving, then, bro. So keep the fight moving. Get him the fuck out, bro. Get him the fuck out. You are motherfucking. Let get your fucking boy to fuck out, bro. Get him the fuck out. All right. So, as you can see, I think uh, these people, these protesters, they think they're the good guys. And uh, I say it 27 times a week, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I believe that most of these people, their intentions are good. Their minds have been so muddled with critical race theory and cultural Marxism and the rest of this lefty nonsense that they actually think they're the good people. They think that they have the moral right and duty to walk up to people at restaurants and harass them because they they might have different political beliefs. For all I know, these people support them well, they don't support them anymore. And I think these people are, are making Trump supporters they're like throwing gremlins into the water to, to multiply Trump supporters. Because I think every time you do this, the average person goes, okay, well, if I can't go out to the restaurant anymore because I'm gonna be harassed by Black Lives Matter people and Trump's the only one speaking out against it because obviously no Democrat will, well, then I'll vote for Trump. So congratulations on that to the BLM Antifa. Crew, uh, but you know, you're know you harassing people at restaurants. Then the, the one with the, the middle video that we showed you there where they're stopping traffic and demanding people do what they want. I mean, just put aside politics for a second. Imagine if this was you. Imagine if, forget you, imagine if this was your mom. Imagine if this was your grandma. She's driving down the street and then a bunch of people stop her car and force her to do something. Whatever it might be, bow to their commands. Get out of the car. They're they I could have showed you plenty of other videos that happened this weekend where they're they're bashing in this uh, guy's car. His dog's in the car. It turns out he was there to support Black Lives Matter. Like it, it's just an endless cascade of of lunacy and nonsense. But the point is that what we're watching in these videos isn't just that these people are crazy. It's that where is civil society? Like where are the police and I don't blame the police, by the way, because in many of these cases, their Democrat usually run cities where the, the mayors are not backing the police, right? So and we've got calls to defund the police. If we don't have basic civility in society, then we don't have much else. That kind of brings me to the third one, which I think was the most interesting one. So the third one was at a DC gay bar. And what you can see is this girl screaming at this man, He's at a gay bar, so I I assume he's gay. Let's assume this guy is gay. And what this shows you is how out of whack the whole intersectional calculator is. So for those of you that are are just getting caught up on all this, one of the things the left has created is a hierarchy of oppression Olympics. And depending on how oppressed you are, you are worth more in, in that pyramid. Picture it this way, right? So at the bottom, the most worthless is the straight white Christian male because they're privileged and they should be treated the worst. So they have sort of no value to society. Then you could kind of throw like Asians and Jews in there because they're sort of minorities except they've succeeded. So they don't really count as anything. And then you could sort of build up. So like you maybe have Latinos here and gay people here, but gay people, if you're gay and white and a male like this guy, then you kind of move down because you know, we've got Latinx lesbians with lazy eyes who should be here. And then black people here and Muslims here. And it's, it creates this insane, system of competing interests, which are based on characteristics that none of us would wanna be judged by. But what's interesting about this video is it shows you why the thing doesn't work. It does not work, and why does it not work? Well, I don't know what that man's political beliefs are. Um, You would think, though, if we're, we're told that gay people are supposed to all be lefties, right? Even though I just saw a poll, there's a really interesting poll out right now, that's showing that 45% of gay men are gonna vote for Trump, which is actually pretty pretty interesting. But putting that aside for a second, we're told that the lefties, the intersectional Marxists, that they care about gay people. So why are they marching up to gay bars and demanding that gay men bow to them? Gay men, and I assume there were some. There's some lesbians there. There's always one lesbian there. Uh, I assume that the lesbian and the the gay men, that they're supposed to to bow to these people. And it's like, your calculator is out of whack. Nobody has to bow to anybody. These these are bad people. It's just just a freaking, it's just a freaking mess. And we're just gonna see more and more of these videos and I'm gonna try not to outrage you with them, but I do think it's important that you guys see some of them because they won't show them on CNN, right? They're not gonna show them on CNN unless it's a Trump supporter punching somebody, which pretty much never happens. Okay, I wanna show you one other thing that happened that I think is worth showing because it gets to the sort of heart of what is going on with the Democrats, which nobody fully understands. But Nancy Pelosi was on George Stephanopoulos' show on Sunday morning and she had a system malfunction. 10 states, as I said, on Friday, started their early voting the the day that we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver, you're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. What, what happened there? What happened? What happened? Now I get people who are saying, well, something happened to her teleprompter or something else. Now, this is in the middle of a conversation that is not edited, by the way. I watched the full clip. You can watch the full you know, seven or eight minute interview on YouTube, so it's fully there. This is not selectively edited or anything else like that. People are saying maybe her IFB, that's the, the earpiece that you have, that that freaked out or something else, but she knew she was in the middle of an interview. Something's not right with these people, okay? I keep saying that with Biden, the scandal is the non-scandal. The scandal is not that Biden has dementia and there is obviously something wrong with him, okay? Or dementia or something like that. Uh, that's not the scandal. The scandal is that everybody knows, everyone around him knows, the media knows, and everyone's afraid of touching it. And as I've been saying, when it breaks, whether it's after he loses or after he wins or right before or when he steps down, whatever it might be, they're all going to turn on each other because everyone's going to want to protect their butt and be like, oh, no, 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 I wanted to say something, um, but I didn't. But, But really think about it this way. If you're Hillary Clinton, I said this last week, if you're Hillary Clinton, you're Barack Obama, you're whoever the... The the power people are in the party. You're complicit right now. You're complicit in the fact that that these clips keep coming out of Biden. But but I showed you this Nancy Pelosi one because it's like what the high hell is going on with her putting aside the 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 eyebrows, which should be studied by scientists for the rest of time. Um, Like, did she have some sort of like little mental snap there? Um, I don't think that that is what happens because of, you know, you could have whatever you have on a teleprompter, right? A teleprompter is just throwing words in front of you and maybe it has the question, so you can fully answer it, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know where, you wouldn't completely lose your your place in the conversation. You wouldn't be saying, in effect, good morning, again, in the middle of a conversation. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So I don't know what's going on there. But again, that's the type of clip that you're not gonna see that on CNN and you ain't gonna see it on MSNBC. Had it been Trump people, you would. So I think what I'm trying to do a little bit with this show is just get us to a little bit of more of an even keeled reset on things. Anyway, so what you got there people today was a little bit of real politics on the Ruth Bader Ginsburg situation. You got a little bit of, uh, let's not burn the whole freaking down, thing down with the BLM and Antifa thing. And then you got our politicians are literally breaking down in front of us and they all need a software patch because things aren't right. That was the Rubin Report Direct Message. We'll be back tomorrow.